0: Welcome back everybody. You're listening to the Chronic Sisters podcast. You're listening to your hosts Sean
1: and Jess. Welcome back everybody to episode 13. Uh, How was your week, my gal?
0: Oh, mate, look, the migraines are just draining my soul at the moment, to be honest. Um, Migraines haven't been good. Went to the neurologist, said hello. He said, (laughs) oh, don't know why that's shit still. I was like, me neither. You're the expert. He goes, let's try doubling the dose of your Botox. I was like, roger that. So he went 50, 50, 50 all over my head. So 50 units everywhere. Um, Your girl was tight like a tiger, the amount of (laughs) Botox that was in my head. Um, And so, look, who knows? But I've had a headache since he did it. So I'm hoping that means it's going to work. Because the last time I had a headache after it was the first time. And it like... it managed my migraines for a little bit so I'm hoping
1: we're being positive we're trying sure I mean we're gonna go with it have a go
0: but they're just really inconvenient
1: they are my love They just
0: really just very inconvenient it's not the one it's not the one so um look other than that I've I've been good been good been good just chilling just grilling getting on with it (laughs) I can't remember really if I'm honest what I've been doing
1: no. It's not been an eventful week for us. I has don't it? think so. I don't think we've done. We've probably seen each other a bit. We've worked we've a bit. We've
0: worked a bit. Nothing exciting oh, no. happened. Was I
1: don't it? think so. No.
0: No. <laughs> but this week, this week. The fol- the the week that follows this episode release, we've got our um article coming out at, in oh, the um
1: yes. Take
0: 5 magazine. Take
1: 5 mag. Watch out. Here come your gals. Here come your gals. Yes, that's exciting. Yeah. And then, and then, and then we have Dom and Helene coming over for a little weekend. We do. That's exciting. So exciting.
0: And it's my birthday. That's in like two weeks though. Yeah, true. Two weeks time. But the girls from the Spoonie Society are coming over to Perth because they're doing the Disability Expo. Here in Perth, and we're gonna catch up. We're gonna finally see each other in person. Weekend rendezvous. It's very exciting. Worlds collide. So cool. So exciting. But uh, other than that, sis, I've. No. Oh my God, I can't believe I forgot it. What? Fionn bought me my favorite birthday present ever. No. Fionn bought me a mystical Misty mixy a mystic mystic. what <laughs> she bought me a cauldron everybody
1: <laughs> that stupid toy that we tap and it goes rawr, yeah rawr. and it like and it it's magical toy out. yep
0: fion bought it for me for my birthday she hasn't done oh. it yet
1: she's not allowed to do it till like, i can film it for you all oh i can't believe i forgot it why don't you bring it tonight that's
0: what i mean oh. i'm so annoyed that i forgot it because i said i was gonna wait to do it with you now I've got to wait for longer. Oh, I'm sis. so annoyed. It's it sat on my, on my dining room you table. You can do it on
1: Wednesday, okay? Okay. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, I'm so excited. I think I might cry. Like, I actually think I might it's cry. It's a bit
1: of fucking plastic. I know, but I
0: think I might cry just I, with I, pure ho- excitement. I hope
1: it lives up to every expectation oh, you have.
0: Oh, yeah, me too. But, yeah, so <laughs> actually, it's been a good week.
1: <laughs> Thanks, Faye. Thank you.
0: And I got my flu jab.
1: Yes, you did. I'm going to do, do my next today. week. because yep. I'm a bit achy.
0: Everybody, get your flu, because especially if you if you're in Perth, Australia, we haven't had flu in the community for the last two and a bit years, and oh, it's coming. It'll be coming with a vengeance. So you think COVID's bad? Like, yeah. <laughs> flu's been around for eons. Yeah, killing people left, right, and centre. So. <laughs> Get your jabs, people.
1: Get your jabs, yes. I'll be doing mine next week.
0: Yeah. But how are you, sis?
1: Um, I am all right. I don't think I have anything exciting to report this week. It's a Friday when we're recording this and I... Fun Friday. I can't say anything... I got my hair did. That you was did so get your nice. hair did, yeah. So nice, I'll myself. Yeah. Um, in terms of the bod, the endo flare kicked off. Uh, we're about forty-eight hours into some deep pelvic pain that feels like a screwdriver has been slowly turned in my uterus, and I mm. look six months pregnant. So that's good. Um, and the joint pain has started in my knees and wrists with the lupus. So. Oh that's good too so the
0: roids are working the
1: ro- well the roids are doing really good and then i don't know what's happening today you but, just
0: got used to it
1: yeah it probably wants me to go up which i don't really want to do but anyway that is <laughs> We'll just ignore that lady lupus for you um and yeah good. do i have anything else i don't think so no probably not anyway
0: what a boring week for us
1: boring week i have an exciting like weekend
0: of doing nothing. Nothing
1: because old mate that I'm seeing is having a little sneaky flight home to see me.
0: Are you telling eek. people
1: that? Yeah. No one knows him. No one uh, knows who he is. Eek. <laughs> <laughs> he won't listen. So it's fine. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Anyway, he lands at midnight, everyone. <laughs> but by the time Oh, by the time it airs, he would have already gone, gone, gone back home, yeah. and everyone would have been like, What happened there? He's just coming home for a one one day one it, one day rendezvous. So anyway, that's exciting. It's very
0: exciting. Yeah. We love that. Um, Little TLC weekend.
1: Yeah. But no, nothing else to report.
0: Good. Yeah. Well, I guess uneventful is like. We
1: like meh this week. Look, Sorry. Lift it up. Bring lift, it up. People. Bring, it up. Ooh, bring it up. It's Friday. Oh, here it comes. because we're tired. Yeah, I know. Ugh. We shouldn't record on Friday night. We should anyway.
0: We shouldn't. Because it's either we're tired or we're. Delirious. Deliriously. Yeah. Excited. Yeah. Because we're tired. <laughs> <laughs> so it's. A 50 50, which and version our moods you get. We
1: rub off on each other. I know. Don't
0: they? So let's move on to the the first segment then. Let's if we've done in. the catch ups. Yes. Because it's time for the. Fun ah! <laughs> follow-up. Shake it off.
1: <laughs> well,
0: last episode was Zach's episode.
1: Everyone loved Zach. Aww, everyone My loved. Sean's <laughs> <Shana's>
0: friend. Sean's <laughs> friend. Jess's Nana wrote in a message to say that she loved the episode because um, she listens every week, and she um, she doesn't say partner, boyfriend. No, not till you're It's
1: just it's your friend, and then it's your husband. That
0: there's no in between. Nope, no, there's no, na- no. Not the doesn't matter. We live together. Jess,
1: ben, do you have any new friends on the scene? I like, I've got plenty of friends, Nana.
0: <laughs> all
1: good friends, all yeah. good friends.
0: But any friends yeah literally friends so yeah zach's my friend um (laughs) because he hasn't asked me out either so she gets it um (laughs) but everyone really appreciated the episode and that's really lovely i'm glad um because i quite like him (laughs) um (laughs) he does all right um but yeah, it's been really nice. But we had some fun fact follow-ups from Zach's mum.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Um, because Ke- old oh, Kerry listens, bless her. Um, so she said I just listened to the Zach episode, and here are my fun <laughs> fact follow-ups. Thank you, kids. She says number one, there were a couple of games nights at our place, not just one. I remember meeting Sean about two or three times. So thank you, thank you, Kerry. Thank you, Kerry. Number two. When in Melbourne, it was our spa bonding that made me realize how much Sean was perfect for Zach. From then on, I just kept trying to help him see it. When your mum knows, your mum knows. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> um, so number three, What a wing woman, honestly.: Honestly. Um, Number three, Dane's epilepsy and other medical issues played a huge part in shaping the compassionate, caring man you are today. I think she's because she messaged me and Zach. Zach and I. Sorry, incorrect grammar. Zach, you witnessed more things than any other child would have. So it gave you understanding into medical issues and how to support people going through things. And I think that's so true because he's just learned how to be compassionate from the beginning and very open and welcoming. So, you know, that it trauma but it was but <laughs> beneficial for the, yeah. his character yeah, yeah, yeah. um and he's a lovely man um so number four although it was hard for zach to move in i couldn't be happier that it was with sean cute cute that was me saying that i took him away yeah yeah um and number five after the bike ride of death yes um after the bike ride i don't remember a swim maybe watching a movie in the aircon. So, I mean, any way to get cool. And she said, fabulous episode. Absolutely loved it. I hope you go on again one day, Zach.
1: I hope you come back on too, Zach. Pleasure. What? Pleasure doing ple- business with you. Pleasure having you around, babe. <sighs> pleasure.
0: pleasure. having you around. So, and that's all my fun fact follow-ups.
1: Very nice. Thank you, Kerry. Thank for, you, Kerry. Uh, bringing that to the table.
0: But yeah, so, and that was that. So I thoroughly enjoyed the episode.
1: It was lots of fun.
0: And I think Zach enjoyed it as well.
1: And it was nice for you all to know that there is a real Zach we yeah, don't just make him he up exists. he's here he's real he's lovely he's a real
0: human he being is, he, he has is. a voice he has a brain I
1: know and it's weird my parents still haven't met Zach and I then mum was like I cried at the end like <laughs> I just want to meet Zach or him over dinner like, okay so anyway we need to organize we need to, we organize, need to organize that organize family
0: that. dinner family dinner
1: um so yes that is all for our last week's episode and this Ooh. week's episode is I mean a little bit random a bit of a all sorts variety box, if it's you will. It's a buffet. A little buffet, a buffet. you will.
0: Quick side note. Do you say scone or scone? Scon. Ugh.
1: A fucking scone.
0: It's a scone.
1: You know, old mate started calling me. You know what he started calling me the other day? Tell me. You'll love this. He started calling me Hermione. And I was like, oh, is that just because I've got lots of new hair now? And I'm letting my curly natural hair yeah. happen. And he said, no, because it's you like fucking Leviosa, Leviosa, yeah. with your bloody cadaver, cadaver. <laughs> and he's like, and you're annoyingly smart and you're very aware of it. I was like, oh, okay. Okay, i, I take it. I don't it. hate it. I don't hate it. Um, but yes, it's scone.
0: Scone. It's scone. Well, you know what this calls for.
1: It will be a poll. It will be a poll. We'll follow it up.
0: <laughs> you whimmering Anyway, carry on.
1: Okay. Anyway, so we thought we would, we've had a few requests to talk about a few different topics and diseases mm. and things and conditions. And we just thought, we'll bunch it all together. And then once we started doing some research, we realized, God, May is a good month to bunch it all together. Yeah. Because every goddamn awareness month is May. May. Just May Day. May Day. Just... May day, May day, May um, day, May day. So, yeah, we thought we would touch on a few things that uh, affect our lives and affect some of our listeners' lives mm. that, that uh, we speak about in May for some yeah. unknown reason, but I'll be able to tell you the reasons because, of course, I've done my fun facts for Naturally. you all. Um But, just,
0: yes. Just quickly, uh, it's just sparked memory because, you know, I just like to go off on random tangents. In England... Yes. May. Yes. Um there's like a on May Day mm. there is like a celebration thing and god this is going to be a fun fact follow up for sure like a legitimate one. But it was where we at primary school we did Morris dancing
1: yeah with a walk around with the pole with yeah. the ribbons. yeah yeah did you do that here no okay. but i'm a dancer and we've had to do it for like concerts and oh, stuff okay and sure 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 so we used to do that day. at school different ribbons and you go over under over, correct under, yeah. yeah so it's a
0: big pole in the middle yeah. of the room our assembly hall yeah used to have a hole in the middle of the for floor it. for the pole
1: yeah yeah it's, Why? A, it's a big thing it's fucking weird fucking weird i wonder if they still do it now that was just i back, don't know back in the day. maybe
0: because the 90s were a strange time yeah. um so the pole went in the middle there's got long bits of ribbon that fall off of it and everyone holds the ribbon holds around a ribbon. in a circle
1: and you do a little jig
0: and you're like weave in and out of each other mm. and at the end the ribbons like wrap around the pole god knows what that symbolizes but it happen
1: in my day that's it not happens. even a fun fact follow-up. that's legit babe. yeah but
0: uh, it's like a w- why okay
1: Fair. why we'll bring that to you and next you, week you and dance, i'm sure you all cannot you, wait you, you dance with like
0: bells on your yeah. legs yeah and handkerchiefs
1: hankies yeah why don't know. do you know
0: what if people say english english people don't have culture honestly <laughs> if that doesn't scream culture to me <laughs> oh we do this weird dance with bells and handkerchiefs <laughs> you know in may in may
1: and um, Everything happens in May. More importantly, it's my birthday month, so uh, it's a great month. I am a Gemini. You're welcome. Hope you all pick that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a great month. And it is a so, good month. It's a busy month.
0: Yeah, it's a busy month.
1: Sure. So we'll we'll, we'll kick it off. I'll I'll kick it off with by uh, before we get into. The chronic vibe. Mm. Um, it's actually on May the 12th, International Nurses Day. It is. So for all our nurse listeners, which we know we have a lot of. We do. Um, Happy International Nurse Day happy to you, Happy International Nurse Day. Nurse, um, nurse, nurse day. Yes, and that will happen the week that you're listening. It'll be in that week. So. And I'm
0: sure you'll get, like, a biscuit. A shitty or, biscuit. Or, or a, a, a weird truffle chocolate thing.
1: Yeah, or a sticker, maybe. Or... Uh, what did we get before? Uh, n- nothing. Good. That's about it. Just yeah. a, it's
0: either a stale biscuit or a chocolate.
1: Yeah. Well, good on you, all good the on nurses you for that being are listening. nurses. But you know me. Not
0: all heroes wear capes.
1: You're all at home. I know you're all at home and you're like, shit, why is it May? Why is it May? Why is it May? Because it's a bloody good month? No, but it is. But it's because for all our non nurses, even our nurse listeners, Lady Florence Nightingale herself, R.I.P. She was born in 1820. Yep. 1820. Um
0: I love that you checked that with me, as if I'd knew.
1: Well, Miss, I went to the Florence Nightingale Museum with college. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't absorb every well, bit of information. Well, you seem to know that she was bedridden the last few years of oh, her that life, like, and like that was what a she did. fact. Anyway. Anyway. Well, plot twist i've just given away but um florence nightingale is actually the founder of modern nursing one yes. would say um she died at 90 years good of old age. age so she had a, a good innings she actually wrote over 150 books pamphlets reports um on nursing which
0: is bloody huge for those days as well huge. because only men were, yeah. were in ac- uh,
1: academics Thank academia. you. Thank you. Um, and she actually made hospitals and the, the clinical space safer and cleaner. And she brought in, as the infection control lady sits right beside me. Damn straight. She made things clean, which warmed Shah's soul. She made people wash their hands. She did. And she worked in the war and at the little war hospital there, the nursing post, their mortality rates went from 40% to 2% once she started and implemented her changes. So she is a honey with I a mean, museum that is all about her. Yeah. Um, and she was a tough, strong, independent biddy who never married. Never married uh multiple proposals obviously including one from her first cousin
0: <laughs> naturally um,
1: but she declined them all she was homeschooled by a dad and he wanted her to get married they didn't want her to be a nurse and she said fuck you all pretty much and Basically. she nailed it and we're still talking about her now and there's a goddamn day made after it so all of us nurses celebrate her birthday and it is now recognized our as our day yeah
0: because we're all little mini versions of her yeah hopefully
1: well one can aspire to one be. can aspire to be God, such an? Ag- are,
0: are they They are- do you need a heat pack or a cool pack what do not you not sure
1: we're just gonna power
0: through. okay cool we'll just if you don't think about it it's not there yeah right yeah, there here. Yeah, yeah, yeah so international nurses day is the first one um that we wanted to talk about in may the second one um which we'll just briefly go over is stroke so it's stroke awareness month um and as many of our listeners would know from way back in the day also side note listening back to those first episodes my goodness makes me sick oh
1: so we i had um a, a friend that had listened to season two and didn't mm. realize there was a season one yeah and she was like oh i have to listen i was like oh maybe, don't do that maybe miss the first few <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're cringe <laughs> yeah so bad
0: aren't they and you're like yeah no listen you're like oh just maybe skip to like i don't know Three, the end four? of season one yeah <laughs> just yeah yeah anyway so those of you who have been here the whole time or know Congratulations. me <laughs> well done for getting through we're so sorry we put you through that um but i had a stroke um and so obviously it's pretty close to my heart um stroke awareness and so when it when we figured out it was in may i was like bloody perfect so Just for some fun facts, because, you know, we all know that everyone loves a fun fact, including our other host, Jess. Um, So, but these ones are for um, the U.S. because all the data normally comes from the U.S. anyway. But this one, which I was like, whoa, every 40 seconds, someone in the United States has a stroke. Every-
1: Just the United States. Just Just the U.S.,
0: yeah. Every three point five minutes, someone dies of a stroke. That's insane. Like that's.
1: Does that freak you out a bit? Does that give you yeah. a bit of PTSD?
0: No, not anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. At the time, like close to it, probably. Yeah. Because that was a big thing for me was like the fear of knowing that I nearly yeah, died. Yeah. So yeah, it, um, that affected me for a long time, but it doesn't so much anymore. Mm. Like it's not as it's not as bad. Um, but um about 185,000 strokes that's nearly one in four are in people who have previously had a stroke Mm -hmm. so for me because i've had a stroke Mm -hmm. i'm more inclined inclined to have have one so even though you've if you've had one um then you're not out of the woods it's not like oh once you've got it you don't ever get it again again. you're actually more predisposed to having it And um, about 87% of all strokes are ischemic strokes. Now strokes, that's the same stroke that I had. Strokes come in two different types. There's ischemic stroke, which basically means that a clot has blocked off part of an artery into your brain or a vessel in your brain. So there's blood stopped and your blood can't get into your brain and so it doesn't oxygenate it and so part of the brain dies and that's what's happened to me so part of the brain that's died for me i don't need i don't think so um so uh,
1: that's mind-blowing because you do need all of your brain don't yeah. you just somehow miraculously <laughs> thought well fuck i better put that elsewhere yeah that area my brain. that over squeeze it in elsewhere yeah so
0: part of my brain is dead um there's there's no one home lights are off um (laughs) never turning back on never turning back on because unfortunately the brain (laughs) absent absentee um unfortunately the brain doesn't once it's dead it doesn't rejuvenate neurons can remake however the area of the brain doesn't come back to life um So once it's gone, it's gone, which is why it's so important to recognize a stroke when it's happening, because the longer you wait to seek medical treatment, the more the poorer the outcome outcome and the more morbidity rate is higher. So so there's an ischemic stroke and a hemorrhagic stroke, which is um, a bleed. So a blood vessel bursts in your brain that can be Sporadic, or it can be from trauma. Um, so it basically means that, like Jess spoke about in a couple episodes ago, in terms of the brain and the skull area is in a very delicate balance. Monroe Kelly. Thank you. If you have a, a hemorrhagic stroke, there's blood entering a space that it shouldn't be. And so, again, naturally, you don't oxygenate the brain, and then that pressure also builds up at the same time. So how do you spot a stroke? This is the key thing. If you don't take anything else away from this podcast, the signs on, of I a stroke.
1: I like you can take away a lot from us. Maybe just this episode. Yeah, just this episode, just then, this episode. Sorry,
0: sorry. No, Didn't I'm mean not, to undersell us.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah, God. Guys, you learn a lot. Educate you learn a lot, <laughs> Come on, pick up.
0: <laughs> sorry,
1: that's our tagline.
0: Damn. Okay, so.
1: So this week, you'll this be educated week, on.
0: This week, the one thing that I would like you, if anything else, is to take away is fast F a S T that's how you see and treat a stroke. Okay. So F is face. So with a stroke, you'll notice a potential face drop. So the eye becomes a little bit droopy. The face becomes a little bit droopy and people can't smile. They half of their face won't be able to work. So that's F a is arm. So on the same side that the face is dropped, the arm won't be able to move or will be reduced mobility. So what, um, you can get them to do is try and put both their hands up in the air. And if one arm is still by their side and one arm is up, tick green light, you're working your way towards definitely having a stroke. S is speech. So your speech becomes slurred. People can't talk in normal sentences. Um, and they won't be able to function and form proper sentence. And then the last is time. So when you find someone or you're with someone that has those three things, you must call for an ambulance as soon as possible and tell them of the signs and symptoms that you've witnessed. And so fast, F A S T fast. If you're worried, go get checked. If you're worried about someone, call, call an, ambulance. an ambulance. There there is you cannot wait. You can't sleep it off. You you must 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 look after yourselves and look after your families and friends. So please 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 do that. But what you can do is also if you're already predisposed to strokes, so whether it's in your family or you have um conditions that are predisposed or you're on medication, just be aware, have that conversation with people around you in that that is a risk for you. But what there are, there obviously are some lifestyle choices, like many things in that you can do to that is more predisposed to stroke. So a diet that's high in saturated fat, Smoky. high cholesterol, high alcohol content, um, low exercise, you know, all of those classic lifestyle symptoms, you know, so that old saying of eat healthy, do exercise, you know, all of that boring stuff, but it's true. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease, obesity, all of that stuff, they all lean towards you being in the stroke zone.
1: Yeah, and medications, obviously. Obviously, yeah. Yeah.
0: So that's the one thing I would like people to know because I was lucky enough that my family knew those signs and symptoms and were able to get me to a hospital fast enough and so that window of time that I had was significantly reduced because my family around me knew the signs so that's what I would like you to take away
1: and that's kind of what this episode is really just little little takeaways from or we're raising awareness on many things this yep. week, but from the month of May, to take away some little pointers about some very poignant things that are mm. in our lives and a lot of our listeners' lives. So exactly, that's a little bit about stroke. Stroke. Um, and then I, I'd like to follow it up with, uh, I'll raise you, bitch. Um, it is also Lupus Awareness Month,
0: Lady Lupus. So Lady
1: Lupus is here, she's here to stay. Unfortunately, forever. Fuck for mm-hmm. my life. Um, But anyway, lupus is... uh, The lupus day is actually the 10th of May. Ooh. So that'll, again, be the week that you're listening. Um, Such a busy week. It's a busy week, guys. So lupus month was changed to May back in, like, 2009. Um, And it's actually represented by a purple butterfly. Now... Sean and I were like, why the fuck is everything purple? Everything is purple. Now, Sean researched and told me that what
0: was it? So, the purple ribbon is ADD, ADHD, lupus, pancreatitis, epilepsy, Alzheimer's, cystic fibrosis, surgeon's syndrome, meningitis survivors, thyroid, neuropathy, fibromyalgia, and alpha 1 antipissin deficiency, but then also domestic violence, opioid crisis, um, spirit day, month of the military child, animal abuse, religious tolerance and children with disabilities.
1: Wow. Now, that's fine. That's a lot. But I'm like, why? Why, why? the fuck is it purple? Yep. Well, of course I found out why. Um, <laughs> it has been used for all of these things because purple is has been thought to pacify the mind and nerves, uplift your spirit, and provide the courage to fight the Just battles. Honestly, so your gal is here fighting the battle of lupus. Yeah, and uh, that so that's why it's purple. And the butterfly uh, was originally brought in because a lot of people there's a few types of lupus, but with SLE, which is the type that I have a lot of people have what is known as a like a little red rash that comes under their eyes and down their cheekbones and across their nose. And it kind of resembles a similar shape as a butterfly mm-hmm. with two wings and the nose being like the body of the butterfly. So that is where the butterfly comes in. Anyway, your gal loves a fun fact. You're welcome. Bet you all didn't know that. Anyway, um, so what is lupus? Like lupus is a big topic. I've spoken about it a little bit. But we all know it's now a chronic autoimmune disease where your immune system attacks itself because it can't tell the difference between healthy tissue and foreign invaders. Mm, Like bacteria, viruses, et cetera, et cetera. Yep. Um, Systemic lupus, SLE, is the most common. 90% of people who have SLE are women. Um, And Sean and I just said, yeah, most of these conditions, unfortunately, like being a woman sucks. But anyway, um, and the age... Range of diagnosis normally happens between the age of 15 and 40. Mm. Um, and the most common symptoms, which I have all of, are uh, fatigue, muscle, joint pain, rashes, fever, hair loss, mouth ulcers, chest pain, and inspiration, numb toes and fingers kind of vibe. Uh, so that's me. Sounds um, so fun. Yeah. And you go through stages of what is known as flare and remission. So when I'm in a flare, e.g. now, I'm now on steroids. And then when you have a good time and a good period and you're feeling yourself slash semi-normal for your poor baseline, that's what you call remission. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyway, my fun fact and what I'd like you all to learn about lupus this uh, month um is about the medication management because i just got told here you go here's a drug take it and it will take three months to work and you might feel a bit better Mm. that's not enough for my little nurse brain so i thought i'd educate you all the drug is called hydroxychloroquine or plaquenil is its other name which you may know it as um it's or the trump drug or the trumpy drug uh (laughs) whatever you like um it's actually a disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drug, an A-D-M-A-D or whatever. Cool. Um, there's an R in there too. But <laughs> it actually was designed and used as an anti-malarial drug. Okay. So it was used to treat malaria way before being used for lupus. Okay. And now it is the only actual lupus-approved drug and it's primarily primarily now prescribed only for lupus. There's newer and betterer. Yeah. Um, malaria drugs. But anyway, it, started, it was started to be used for lupus in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. So it's been around for a very, very long very time. Very long time. The tablet comes in 200 milligram tablets and, yeah. You think it's five milligrams per kilo Okay, is the dose. But because the tablets come in 200 milligram tablets, you cannot crack them. Oh. So my dose is 300 milligrams so basing on like a 60 kilo body weight Mm -hmm. um so because i can't snap them i have to take a 400 milligram tablet one night and a 200 milligram tablet the next (laughs) night to work out that i'm actually getting 300 during the week because you can't snap them so that's a fun fact that's silly that's silly uh very silly but that's how it works so you're either on 200 300 like a weird way like me or 400 That's silly. So How are they not made? I don't know. And it is so fucking bitter, this tablet. It's awful and you can't crack them. So anyway, that's how I take it. So that's another fun fact. Um, It is used to obviously reduce pain, reduce swelling, reduce joint pain, blah, blah, Mm. blah. And like I said, it takes a minimum of 12 weeks to even build your levels up into the body. Um, And it's biggest thing that you need to watch out for. So any of our lupus listeners, you should all already know this, but is keeping a close eye on your vision. Mm. and your eyes because it can cause retinal toxicity and you can lose your vision so you must see an ophthalmologist or an optometrist or wherever you want to go to get your eyeballs looked at Mm -hmm. but have them looked every year religiously Um, and if you're on hydroxychloroquine for five years and then you come off them or more than five years that five year mark if you've had five years of the drug you need to be doing yearly tests forever um, well, ever and so ever. yeah and another fun fact about it so this is kind of like that's like the baseline drug that's your everyday drug you take it every day and All then when day, you're, every day even when you're in remission if you will um if you're really well controlled you can think about stepping it back with your rheumatologist down to like the 200 milligrams but it's normally the standard drug you stay on mm. and then things like steroids get thrown at you to help with a flare mm-hmm. um, and I did learn recently that it is safe to take with both um, pregnancy and breastfeeding so
0: very interesting
1: because because that's not common either it is really a lot of, really a uncommon. lot
0: of medications you can't take during pregnancy or yeah, breastfeeding and they, or breastfeeding
1: they said it's relatively safe and what's worth a really bad lupus flare while
0: pregnant and debilitating.
1: yeah can't do anything or yeah so it's safe um it has been approved i didn't just like say it's kind of safe no it is yeah um and you can't take, which I have a lot of problem with. I've always said this word wrong my whole life. Interdigestion is what I say, but it's not that. So I'm just going to pause and try and think about it. Indige- indigestion. 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 Mm-hmm. I've always said interdigestion. Into Anyway. In- um into digestion it's a problem i have uh and you can't take antacids with it mm-hmm. so i can't take my my land, oh, which is really annoying um and if you do take it you, i mean it has to be a minimum of four hours apart from your hydroxychloroquine or it reduces your absorption and that is my fun facts about lupus is crazy hey? i know for this week everybody so hydroxychloroquine or plaquenil that's how it works that's what it does and that's how you take it my friends woohoo Know a little bit more about lupus, and I know a little bit more about F.A.S.T. Fast. I was like, "What's F.A.S.T.?"
0: I was like, "Oh, that's me. That's I did that. Told. This is stroke."
1: All right, all what right. A, what else happens in May, Miguel?
0: Well, I'm glad you asked. So we actually had a request from one of our listeners um, to bring some attention to a condition that she suffers with, um, called fibromyalgia. And so, a lot of our listeners actually will have fibromyalgia. Um, and we wanted I to think bring, says it. Um, yeah, reading the freaking <laughs> list, just I'm like, yeah, I was like, oh, that's me. Dr. Google. Got, Dr. Google says it, so, but it's a awareness month um, for fibro. And there are a lot of fibro warriors out there. And as Jess previously said about lupus there is more percentage of people with fibro that are women. So we have a lot of female represented li- listeners. So we wanted to do some fibro awareness for you this week. For those of you who don't know, fibromyalgia is a not very well understood condition. Much like a lot of things that are complex and difficult, there's not a lot of understanding in it. And because it is also a heavily dominated female disease condition say what you will
1: 80 to 90 percent.
0: thank you say what you will though patriarchy is a bitch so you know i'm just putting two and two together a lot of women suffer from it we live in a patriarchal society <laughs> Sean and i were just There's... talking
1: about this we're in the 21st <laughs> century and we're still dealing with we're it.
0: still dealing with that rubbish um so i'm just gonna leave that thought out there this is in with the world. all the
1: abortion talk that's going on yeah the roe versus
0: John, wade um context. We're just not happy about that. Um, We're not going to get into politics on this podcast, but we're not happy about that at all. Um, So what is fibromyalgia? Fibromyalgia is the name for a chronic condition that causes generalized pain, muscle stiffness in many parts of the body. Other common symptoms are extreme tiredness and sleeping poorly. Now, if you cast your mind back to a couple of episodes when we talked about chronic fatigue, it all kind of gets very muddy. Blurry, blurry. Really, really muddy. And that's what can be so frustrating and so difficult for people who are suffering from multiple things that could be multiple conditions is that trying to pinpoint a diagnosis which will then lead to you being able to receive appropriate management is some of the most frustrating things to go through as a patient. As someone who is trying to connect to a healthcare system, getting someone to listen to you and your symptoms and to take you seriously can be exceptionally difficult, disheartening experience. I mean, we've both experienced Frustration in the diagnostic realm, and we have relatively well-known, in inverted commas, conditions. And so, for someone who does not know what they have, it can be extremely frustrating and disheartening. So, if you're out there at the moment and you are struggling with your symptoms and you're struggling to find a diagnosis, we are a hundred percent here with you. We're sending you spoons. We just want you to keep. Going because you will find someone somewhere that can help you. And please reach out to your GPs. If you don't have a good GP, find someone else. Try and Google who's good at that sort of symptom in your area. Find someone.
1: But it is exhausting. It is terribly exhausting. If you need a break, please have a break.
0: Absolutely, and that's the thing is, it's this whole battle between continuously fighting for yourself and advocating for yourself but then recognizing that you need to have a break and just take a step back Mm -hmm. and just sit and recoup and rest. It's exhausting. It's chronic literally, and we get it as do many of the listeners. So what are the symptoms of fibro? The most common symptoms are pain in many different muscles and bones. I mean, you can't get more vague. Can you, can
1: I, can, can I one up you please? Cause it's not a fun fat girl is here. So there are actually, because this is the same. I have felt the same. I was like, we all have pain. Mm. So do we all have fibromyalgia? Mm. So actually there are known to be 18 tender points for people with okay. fibromyalgia. What are they? They are located. They're 18 different points. So we can put the map up or whatever of the mm-hmm. body, but they're located all over the body, including the neck, the chest, the back, the knees, like random spots.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now
1: people who have fibromyalgia, experience pain in normally at least 11 of the 18 spots.
0: Whoa. Okay. Did you like that? I loved that. Thank you. That was good. So that's what it means around in many different muscles and bones, like across the body at once, right? And it can be a deep ache, a burning that gets worse with activity or stress. And I mean, you have to live your life, right? So any activity can make a a flare in that pain um just the way your body moves around you you're more sensitive to pain you're stiff you're tender that's a lot of points
1: yes i'm just looking at the points now there's ones like near your uh weenus what's your weenus your elbow near your elbow behind your knees um to either side on your glute down your traps and the back of your neck they're the the biggest ones
0: Well, so it's those points and then extreme tiredness, which is the chronic fatigue stuff and difficulty sleeping, which if you're in pain the whole freaking time, of course, it's going to be difficult sleeping. Like it's just ludicrous that that is not thought about more like or acknowledged more in that pain means no sleep, which means worse pain, which means less sleep and it's just this perpetual cycle and that's what people with fibro are finding is that continuous cycle of nothing is helping them they can't get on top of their pain so that they can't get on top of any of their other symptoms either yeah so the pain means less tired more tired more tired tired means more pain
1: and the and the the overlapping of symptoms like fibromyalgia normally people are misdiagnosed Mm. with things so the common misdiagnoses are um lupus Mm -hmm. thyroid disease anemia chronic fatigue so all the things that we are talking about we you know even health professionals get it wrong yeah um and it does take a long time to diagnose
0: yeah it's just insane how we've said it before in that medicine is a practice and it's not a true science but you just you get frustrated in like how is there not more answers already you get frustrated and it's just a huge ball of frustration But some of the other symptoms can also include like problems with concentration and memory. I mean, again, if you're in pain constantly, it's hard to concentrate. Mm -hmm. Like we've said that before. With anxiety, depression, and emotional distress, again, if you're in pain all the time on your entire body, I don't blame you for being anxious and depressed and have emotional distress. I would be emotionally distressed also. Mm -hmm. Um, Irritable bowel syndrome. Restless leg, headaches, numbness and tingling in the arms and legs, which is obviously why they loop it to lupus. Ha! Loop to lupus. See what you did there. Uh, muscle stiffness or spasms. And so people with fibro, they find that their symptoms change over time and that it can come on worse with stresses, events, work, you know, general Whether, illness. Literally anything. Literally anything. You're so sensitive to everything around you.
1: Even touch.
0: Touch, smell, sound, light. light. It can just be awful. And the diagnosis part is the frustrating part because it can be difficult to diagnose.
1: And the treatment is bloody frustrating too because it's the whole thing, eat better, sleep better. Like there's no quick fix for any of these conditions, which sucks. And because also the main
0: crippling symptom is pain, right? And we've spoken about pain and chronic pain before but pain is so subjective so someone who has a two out of ten pain someone else would see that as a nine out of yeah. ten pain and not be able to function at all and what can happen as well is if you don't have a true diagnosis that reflects your symptoms properly you won't be able to get the appropriate pain relief scripts like let's just call a cat a cat people can't get strong pain relief to appropriately manage their pain. And you have to remember also people with chronic pain don't get pain medication to go to zero. That's not an appropriate range for them. People with chronic pain take pain medication to get to a point that they can function. It is never the aim to get to zero. Mm -mm. I have never seen nor experienced a day zero ever. Mm -mm. And I don't think Mm -mm. you have Mm -mm. either. So that is never the concept that is in someone with chronic pain to be like, I'm going to take this pill and I'm going to be zero. And I'm going to expect
1: to be better, yeah.
0: I just want to be able to function.
1: And speaking of, there are three um, approved meds currently for fibromyalgia pain. So Just three? Just three. Like, I mean, you can have your, your standard yeah, over-the-counter sure. stuff, but the three is um, duloxetine. Oh, yeah. Um, pregabalin. Yep. And one that I don't milnasaprin, Milnaceprine, don't know or savella is its a generic name. Okay. But yeah, they're the three current approaches. Well, because I know that Geloxetine and
0: Progabalin are also used for neuropathic pain. So it's all around that chronic pain, the pain pathways, mm. how your brain processes pain. Because that can also be why some people get fibro, is because their brain actually processes pain differently. Mm-hmm. And it can also come from trauma as well. So from an accident, from a fall, Mm -hmm. um, from a surgery, the body is magnificent, but it is also very confusing. Mm -hmm. And so small events that may seem trivial to some can actually be life-changing for others. And you know, it's like Jess said, in terms of like the treatment and stuff, it's all of that usual, you know, exercise, sleep, to function at a point that you
1: are... Work less, do yeah. this. And it's like, well, how, how can you live? One, how can you support yourself financially just to live anyway, anyway. is expensive, let yeah. alone living with a chronic condition. Like that's where it's so hard, isn't yeah. it? Like I I have to make money to just survive like every other human. And mm-hmm. then you have to make more money to survive because like your life costs more because yeah. you've been hit with a shit stick. Yeah. Like it's not cheap it's not to be sick. Great.
0: It's not and, you know, and then you can you're just you feel like it's a never ending battle and it's some days are good, some days are bad. And I think what I've found is at least from and I don't have fibro, you know, we joke that we think that maybe I do in terms of I've got a lot of the symptoms when you put them all together. But I have chronic pain. We know that. And so I know that there are some days that are better than others. But I think what is most important is also to know that it's not your fault. And that you are surrounded by people that you love and that love you. And I think that's really important because it can. And again, I'm going back to the gratitude thing again because we were going to talk about it today at work.
1: And it's actually May is Mental Health Awareness Month Stop too. So, it, of oh, we well, we'll see what you're doing there. Tired. I knew sis. that exactly. Tighten. That's not
0: an accident at all. So, with gratitude, I think in my darkest times. If I had been able to see even a small bit of happiness and light, it would have been able to make that moment, that pill easier to swallow and just trying to find those positive moments. I mean, we've spoken about it on the gratitude pod episode in what it actually does to the science of your brain, but training yourself to think like that will naturally ease your pain. (laughs) Like that's, that's you have the power to help yourself and when people say oh it's all in your head it's not that you're making it up you have an ability to make yourself feel better and i am not saying that you're going to make yourself feel as though nothing is wrong i'm saying you have the power to make it seem a little bit better than what it is and that will not take away the pain it will not remove what you're feeling it just makes it a little bit easier for you to exist in that moment and i think that's really important because as someone who, with a chronic illness, you are constantly told that you do not have control over your life, that you do not have control over your symptoms, you do not have control over your medication. You have some control over your mind. Although some mental health illnesses make you feel that you don't, you have the choice to make yourself feel a little bit happier in just changing your mindset. And you can totally do it, just a small little bit. Yeah. Not the whole big thing.
1: But it it is hard. And I think, like we said, we we don't have um, fibromyalgia, but it it is really complex. And it was actually only like 1990 was when it was made like a first thing. Like it's not been acknowledged yeah. for a very long time and people are still working it out as well as like alongside the patients. Mm-hmm. We said there's no lab test that can say this is what you've got. Yeah. It's, it's a trial and error of other things. It's exploring other areas. I know it's US statistics, but they think now about 6 million people in the US have it. So mm. I mean, we are talking about it more and we do have an awareness month for it, which is amazing. Mm. But people can either have fibromyalgia as a primary disease or as a secondary disease. And so that's where I think it's hard. You know, if someone's having a stroke, you can see it. Yeah. Whereas fibromyalgia, if it's a primary thing, People often try to look for the source. Yeah. So secondary, it often happens with things like lupus or rheumatic arthritis or MS. Yeah. Things like that is normally what fibromyalgia follows. And mm. it's easier once you're on a path of you, you're already under a rheumatologist and mm. you've got a diagnosis. Yeah. You're more inclined to get that secondary diagnosis. You like collect the badges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pop the fucking eggs in the basket. Yeah. But for f- also now rheumatologists were kind of the main caretakers of fibromyalgia if yeah. you will but now neurologists are looking into it, psychiatrists are looking into it, Shine's just talking about the pain pathway and how your mental health can affect things and naturopaths are even looking into it and mm. how you can change lifestyle and add supplements to improve things because there isn't much a lot of people with routine anti-inflammatories over the counter anti-inflammatories they're actually not effective in managing this disease so mm. there's people out there like I said um, and Ellie's going to come on the podcast but she mm looks at dna and genetics and how nutrition and supplements can reduce the inflammation of the body and i think there is a lot of time and energy that is going into that now which is great because Mm. we all all us chronic sisters and misters don't want to be drugged up to our eyeballs and stuff and if there's an easier fix a safer way to do something we want to do it yeah but a fibromyalgia is quite new i it's guess young it's it's young in the medical young world disease. in the medical field it wasn't around with florence nightingale let it was you. well it probably
0: was just no she one probably knew.
1: had it when she was so sick and bedridden the probably the poor probably thing, the poor thing. just having a cold compress of her forehead
0: poor love but i think also that fibro is a good thing to talk about the use of mobility aids because yes. i think a, a lot of young people um can find themselves needing a mobility aid at times not all the time potentially just sometimes and not utilizing them because they feel that they they don't own it or they don't they don't deserve to use one or they don't look like they should be using one so they can find it super difficult to actually use the thing that or they feel need. like they're allowed to use it. totally and you know what if that's you if you're at home now and you're sitting there and you're like oh I could go to the shops if I had my walking stick, you know, it would be a lot easier, but people saw me yesterday without one. So I shouldn't really, do you know what? Pick that stick up, tap yourself on the head with it a little bit, and then get on with it because you deserve to be able to be comfortable. And if you walked on a wet floor and you had wellies there, would you put the wellies on or would you just walk on the wet floor? You'd put the wellies on. Yes you would sis. Put, put your wellies on. Pull your wellies up and get on with it. I love you guys but put your wellies on. <laughs> but just use it like who cares if you need it one day and you don't need it the next that's great for you. But if you need it three days in a row you use it you for three days it. in a row. Do you know what I mean? Go with your bad self. Go with your bad self. Put some stickers on it.
1: Make, make it, it look cute. good.
0: <laughs> you know make it a part of you. Yes. An extension of you. Don't don't limit yourself just because you don't think that society will allow you to.
1: Make disability glam. Heck no. We're, we're all about making it glam. Oh, you go with your bad self. Go with your bad self. We oh. love that.
0: You walk with that stick. You, you roll you on down with, with that, that wheelchair. Stick. Go on, Gil. Go on, laddie. Mm-hmm. Go on, they.
1: Get it. Get it. <laughs>
0: In it. But yeah, so I just wanted to put that out there because I've seen a lot of stuff of like not feeling comfortable. Because, you know, sometimes I feel like, oh, I could probably do with a walking stick up that hill.
1: Yeah. Or, or people using who the are ramp. in a wheelchair and people think to be in a wheelchair, you must be paralysed. Yeah. No. No, doll. No. Do and know- so, like, people get angry if they mm. see someone be able to stand in a wheelchair. Yeah. Like, oh, that makes me so mad. So mad. Anyway. Do you know, it's,
0: it's a similar analogy of um, you wouldn't wear high heels to do a hike. You would wear hiking boots. Correct it's the same thing yes if you know you're going a long distance and you won't be able to do that long distance but you would be able to do it in a wheelchair go in the wheelchair
1: don't make your life harder it's hard enough do not wear heels on a hike don't do it
0: don't do it and put your wellies on. don't wear heels ever Um. yeah
1: amen to that (laughs) that's what my lupus feet would like to say this episode don't do it ever make Sean make you chuck 32 pairs out before you move house absolutely <laughs> that's what you do the best thing
0: i've ever done for you you're welcome yeah thank you
1: one thing that i would like to
0: offer to the group although no one's theoretically asked me for it but i will offer take it or leave it you're welcome is a lot of the stuff that i've read during our research is about documenting your symptoms appropriately and in detail And so we've said it before around like keeping a record of how you're feeling, what you've done. But I really think this for fibro or someone who's experiencing very similar symptoms to fibro and trying to get a diagnosis, the idea around actually documenting it daily is really important to lock it down onto paper so that you can see a trend and that you have information to take with you to your doctor when you're trying to get a diagnosis. And um, not a hashtag ad, but the girls over at the Spooning Society do an amazing symptom tracker. Um, But there's others out there as well. It's a similar mindset of it gives you a framework to try and put all of your thoughts and feelings down onto paper so that you have documentation to take with you. Um, And it just makes you feel a little bit more seen also because you're actually physically writing down all of the things that you're feeling. Um, And we
1: spoke about it um, in the chronic fatigue episode. We spoke about the importance of it. And we actually had a few positive listeners who downloaded some apps that we recommended or have started journaling but it actually just validates things for you too Mm, like you can look back and go that was a bad week what did I do what did I do different like I said I I documented the day I started steroids and then Mm. I noticed that my feet pain improved my ulcers went away and like you can see that what you're doing and the changes that you're making the difference and effect it has on you like because otherwise oh it was a bad month and you're like "Mm, what part of it was bad you know um and because I was diarising like I said I've had a really bad endo flare like connected to my tens machine and my heat pack the last two days at work but when I looked at my little diary I've been doing the two days before I'd got up to wee overnight six times each yeah, night and I was sure. like oh I'm peeing all the time but when you look at that it's because my progesterone levels are dropping and mm-hmm. I'm having an endo flare and it all makes sense it's like oh that's almost my precursor my warning sign yeah so yeah it is it just gives you a bit more self-awareness it puts you not I mean It's shit because we don't have control of these things and I can't control when a flare happens or how long it lasts, but I can have a bit more control of being aware of it. Totally. So, yeah.
0: And it puts two and two together for you because when you're living it, when you're in it, it can be really difficult to see. Mm. And so by putting it on paper, it's almost taking it away from you, taking the emotion out of it, and you're actually seeing it as words on a a piece of paper. Yeah. And so you can connect the dots a bit easier. Yeah. Because it can be very overwhelming when you're in it.
1: Yeah. And you're like oh, I'm like, oh, is it endo? Is it lupus? Is it this? Is it that? Yeah. What is it? How am I feeling? Yeah. Yeah, it could be a lot.
0: So yeah. just by just a little bit of clarity by putting it on paper, works a dream.
1: Yes. Or but you if know, you, don't you don't like
0: paper, put it in your phone. <laughs> yeah, whatever you want. Or you don't do anything. It's completely fine. Not trying to force you. No. Just giving you some options. Educate and validate. That's what we do. pressuring. No pressure. Never pressure. Never pressure. Never pressure. All
1: right. Questions and quotes, my gal. Do you have any questions for me?
0: I have a question for you. With your lupus, although you've suffered predominantly through your entire life, Mm. you haven't really had a diagnosis until the last, what, 12 months, really?
1: Not even, babe. We're not even at my six month anniversary.
0: Okay, sure. It's
1: only November. Wow. Don't get carried away. That's crazy.
0: Um, How are you feeling now, now we're a little bit down the track after the diagnosis,
1: I don't know so how are you feeling about it some parts of me I'm like am I am I making this up like oh God lupus is about like I, I do this toxic thing which you and Zach are very aware of that I do. But I'm like, oh, do I don't actually have lupus. Nah, I'm probably just being pathetic. Nah, I'm probably fine. I probably don't have anything wrong with me. Nah, I think I'm fine. I think I'm fine. Lupus is pretty real. I probably, I don't have that. I'm not that serious. I'll be fine. Mm-hmm. And then my body's like, fuck you. You can't <laughs> walk today. I'm like, oh, ow. It's, you know what? I, and I've had knee pain on and off for my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Up, I, I'm almost 28 in a couple of weeks and I have still been saying to my mom till last year, I was like, oh, I've got really bad growing pains in my knee. <laughs> Mum's like, dole, you, you stopped growing a very long time ago. Damn but that's what to. it felt like. And I'm like, no, I I, I, I don't like to think that I'm sick. Mm-hmm. So I still have that fucking toxic thing going yeah, on. Sure. And I don't let myself.
0: You haven't be, fully acknowledged that. I haven't that.
1: fully accepted it. Yeah, like, sure. Like I get it. I take the drugs. They do help. So, you know. Yeah. I look at my bloods and my ANA is positive and my CRP is up. And I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> I mean, I didn't make those up. Yeah. So... I don't know. I think I'm still trying to be friends with it. Okay. If, if that's the right word. Yeah. But like, you know, I was shattered after work on Wednesday and I was having this when the endo flare peaked and I was not feeling my bad self. Mm-hmm. And um, I rung mum and dad to say if they were home to take buns while I was da- going to go to dancing. Mm-hmm. And mum was on the phone. Dad's on the background on the speakerphone like, save your fucking spoons. Don't dance. And I'm like, why? I'm not sick. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sick. Mum was like, you've just bitched me about how bad your flare is. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just, I struggle. You're not connecting those dots, are you? I I don't like to, I just like to think I'm a bad bitch that can just work a million hours and dance and live her best life and ignore my problems. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think because I've been such an overachiever my whole life and I'm like, well, I didn't fucking know I had this problem five years ago when I powered through. Yeah. So it's not stopping me now just because I have a diagnosis. Yeah. I've got to keep going. Sure. It's probably not healthy. Don't listen to any of the advice <laughs> I just provided. But if you are listening and you're like, fuck, that's me. You're not alone. Not alone. But like, I'm getting better. I'm getting better at talking about it. All you my are. friends are getting better at pulling me up on it, including my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe one day I'll listen. I mean, you're only down. not even
0: six months in. Yeah. Sis. Like
1: give a girl some time. You could just gotta, you just gotta with, go with the flow. Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, like <sighs> having another disease or a shitty syndrome, like it doesn't it doesn't make you feel good. Yeah, sure. Like it's not something I wear. It's not like a fucking badge of honor. Like, yeah. you know, and this sounds awful too, and I don't mean to say it the wrong way, but some people when they're diagnosed with something, there's that much relief in it mm. that they're really happy to sit in that space yeah. and talk about it all the time and almost become... Mm-hmm. the syndrome or let it become a big part of them yeah and i think my problem is i'm probably the extreme opposite That i'm mm. like oh no I, it's not really you would that's never know i have me. it yeah I, you don't know yeah you don't look at me and think i'm sick yeah yeah And i'm like i'll go get my hair did i'll go fix my brows and i'll fix myself on the outside and you won't know i'm in a peak flare because yeah. i'll look fucking great from the outside yeah so that's my problem anyway we're, we're gonna work oh, on that balance the therapy everybody therapy yeah it's so a good thing we're gonna work um, on that balance yeah we are but thank you for making me say that you're welcome to the people Um, and to yourself
0: but i think you also need to acknowledge that you have you have grown so much since even just before the diagnosis oh yeah like we've talked about it i think we talked about it last time but you know both of us have grown so much since we started the podcast just in our own awareness of ourselves and our abilities Mm. and to try and acknowledge ourselves and give us a little bit more credit.
1: And that's the thing, like, you know, I often talk about it too, but we don't realise just by us talking shit or what we think is shit to each other Mm. that it helps other people too. Mm. And it's that kind of real chat that I think helps people the most.
0: Yeah, because everyone's thinking it. Yeah,
1: and it's just like we can normalise this. Totally. Like you don't like to think all day every day while you're slaying it at work or in your personal life that you're sick. No. Like it's just not something we like to do, everybody.
0: Yeah. We don't want to be the Debbie Downer of no, our own life. No. 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 But then sometimes you need to acknowledge it more than we do. Correct. As it's that fine balance. Everything's a balance.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: Moderation.
1: Yeah. Do I have any questions for you?
0: I don't know. Do you? I came at you with a big one. You I did. I apologize. I didn't have any warning with that.
1: Oh, okay. Deep. Here it comes. Okay. What? part of your array of diseases, <laughs> life issues. My collection. Collection. Yeah. Uh, your eggs. Yep. Out of all your My eggs badges. in that little basket. Yeah. Basket as you would say. Not a basket. It's a basket. Basket basket. Anyway, you're a basket case. Um <laughs> in your little egg basket mm-hmm. what which egg do you struggle with the most? Oh that's a good question thank you sister. thank you. what egg do
0: i struggle with the most um i think from a functionality from
1: perspective I- from any perspective
0: sure from like. a functionality perspective i think it's my migraines that i struggle with the most because mm-hmm. it impacts me so much so much and because it's not you can't ignore it You can't ignore it. It is not, you can't plan it. Mm -hmm. It comes whenever you want. You get no warning other than minutes before it's happening. So that is frustrating. And that's the reminder of the constant being on this tightrope of whether I'm okay. Mm. So that's the one I struggle with in terms of functionality the most. In terms of my mental capacity and my relationship with my body, Mm, it would be the connective tissue so the marfan Mm. egg because it has impacted my relationship so much so because it put me through everything Mm. and it's the root of all the issues Mm. really um it it it's the thing that's made me different from day dot Mm. regardless of whether we knew about it until i was like six or seven Mm -hmm. that's the thing that has been the pusher And so for me, that's been the hardest thing to overcome is that whole conversation of, you know, why me? Why this? Um, Why do I look so different? Why can't I do those things? And it's learning that that's okay. And having, we've spoken, talked about it in the ableism stuff, but growing up in a world where it is not okay to be different. Mm. It's really hard to be okay with yourself Mm -hmm. knowing that you are different. Mm. And so that's probably psychologically the hardest one because it's the one that makes me look so different. Mm, but yeah. There you go. There you go.
1: Good questions today. Good questions. Such really? good questions. My goodness. All right. Quotes everybody. I don't have a quote today, but I've got some affirmations that I would like you all one. I will let go of what I can't change. I will look at things more positively. I will invest in my relationships. I will celebrate my tiny wins. I will learn to say no. I will learn to say yes. I will take at least one risk. I will spend more time alone and I will be gentle with my heart.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: Say them to yourselves this week, please. We love that. Thank you. Your turn.
0: Mine is more just like a one-off affirmation quote thing. Your journey is ever changing.
1: Yes, it is.
0: That's it, everybody. Well, what a busy, busy month of May. And that's not even covering all of them. That's just like three Plus a fun, nurse one.
1: Yeah. So if you have other things in May that you would like us to touch on, holler at us. Holler at as you As we're girls. only in the middle of May. So we can always touch on a couple, even if we throw them in some more episodes. Absolutely. Um, but yes, and please send requests because we anyone out there wants to increase awareness on something, we are happy to be that forum to support you guys. To totally. do
0: that. 100%. So
1: yes, please. All for it hit us
0: up hit us up but anyway we hope you've enjoyed this episode um like just said hit us up um if you have any other points you want us to cover
1: yes and i don't want to be an annoying biddy but also if you could please maybe like like subscribe rate do all those do all things, the things because i just don't want to nurse anymore um <laughs> so that would be really lovely and just like share it with a friend because yeah. like one voice multiplies by many if you just share it once
0: we would very much appreciate we would. it we
1: would but in the meantime we hope you have a fantastic week team and a better week than we had yeah look a bit more eventful hit us if like if you've had a good news story this week tell us tell us oh my god if you have something good that happens to you this week yeah send it to us and we can share it we can have like a little good news section I love that yeah I like, love if, that like, if, you know if you've had a great pain week or you've done something you didn't think you'd be able to do or like you yep. just did something fucking random but fun. Yeah. Let us know. And the we'll, good we'll have section. a good news section god that was a great idea that, that just a- came out of my oh fatigued my brain <laughs> thank you we love that we'll blame yeah, knees. yeah um anyway so send us those things too oh we look forward to yes. it yes or also um we haven't heard from vo but she did her homework not sure if anyone else did but she put her chocolate in the freezer so yep. if anyone else has done that we need to know because zach needs to know he's not alone in this yep, world
0: he's not solo
1: Um, But yes, I think that's about it, guys. So we hope you have a
0: fantastic week, team.
1: Take Take
0: care. care. Bye. Bye.